unrepentant and in your face with a style that is always funny, fresh, and never boring. Join Delhi as he discusses various relevant and trending topics as he keeps you informed, engaged, and entertained. Welcome to Soul Food and Lemonade. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Soul Food and Lemonade. It's me, your boy, Delhi, along with my boys. Hi, Anthony's in the building, and I ain't no boy. I'm a man. All right, whatever you say. And my man over there. What's going on, everybody? This is Sharif Legat. Now you guys see how they treat me, right? See how they treat me. It's all good. I'm going to have my day. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, uh, guys, before we go any further, give out your social media information, please. You can reach me on all social media platforms at Taj One TV. That's T to the A to the H to the J on TV. So get up in my DMs, all up in Instagram and Facebook and all of that. He's <laughs> <laughs> just too hey much. Everyone, this is Sharif Leggett. You can reach me on Facebook and Instagram. That is S H A R I F L E G E T T E on Facebook and Instagram. And Sharif, we missed you last week, man. Don't do it again. Don't <laughs> ever dare do that again. We miss you. I mean, the vibe was still there, but you know, we miss we we, we did miss you right. last week. Well, today we have a very special guest. Her name is Alicia Moore, and she is here with us today to discuss what else. Money money money, 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 money. Yeah. All right. And by money. the way, she's working hard for her money, <laughs> Alicia. All right. Alicia Moore, a.k.a. the finance diva, is a financial couch. Uh, coach, however you say the word. <laughs> Not <laughs> the word. a couch. <laughs> <laughs> that does help people with their most pressing financial concerns. Forgive me, guys. She started her journey in financial services in October and knew that this is where she needed to be. She is now licensed in 14 states and enjoys helping families repair their financial homes. And boy, some of our homes are really torn down because ain't nothing money going on around some of our house. Alicia, how are you, Alicia? I am good. Awesome. Good to have you here with us and on So Food and Lemonade. Um, just a little backstory. Alicia and I, we worked at WFDU 89.1 FM in Teaneck. And she used to be there with me from 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. every Wednesday, helping a brother stay awake, (laughs) pretty much, because that was some long shift. And by the way, one of the reasons, too, that I walked away from that show, twice I was driving home after the show, Fell asleep at the wheel, literally fell asleep at the wheel, almost hit the median on Route 17. And uh, needless to say, I don't miss it, but hey. Huh? You have no coffee? Nope, I don't do coffee. Yeah, I know. I know. So, (laughs) yeah, I always fell asleep at the wheel. So, Alicia, how are you doing, girl? I am doing great. I am happy to be here and happy to drop some financial nuggets. Likewise, we're happy to have you on the show today. Now, um, I have my very first question to you is going to be, um, how does find out, how does life insurance work? So the way life insurance should be working is life insurance should be um, really is really about income protection. So it's supposed to be protecting the income of the breadwinner or the caretaker. Mm-hmm. So God forbid, if anything is to happen to them, then they have this instant income replacement for their family. Okay. Um, okay. Is there anything you want to uh, go into specifically before we take questions from, um, from our team here? Anything um, else you want well, to touch on? I can go a little bit uh, deeper into that, uh, what I mean by, um, I can go into like the different types and things of that nature. All right. And so then perhaps we can. Okay. So uh, Taj, you have a question, right? Yeah. Just um, because I work for an insurance company. Um, I'm not going to say which one because, you know, 
Um, but I work for an insurance company, so I have a little bit of knowledge about how life policies work. And I know that um, there are a lot of people who are not aware of the details or how their life policy really works. So um, I guess if, if you could describe or differentiate what the difference between a good life policy would be versus a not so good policy, because I feel like a lot of people out there are not aware of the types of life policies that they have and how they actually work. Right. So when it comes to um, life insurance, there are two different types of policies. There's cash value life insurance, which um, includes your whole, your universal and variable, but you don't really see variable too much because variable usually requires people to have a securities license. And the other, um, quote unquote, the good one is then the term life insurance. So the cash value insurance is usually a bundled together policy which includes the insurance and the actual savings component. Um, Then on the term side, it's literally the life insurance policy. Now, if you want to save your money, um, there's other ways to do that. Um, You know, deciding to put it in an investment account or things of that nature. Um, Going back to the cash value side, usually getting a cash value policy is typically more expensive. Um, And I think one of the most devastating parts for a lot of families is that um, with the cash value, you either get the cash value amount or the face amount on the life policy if one of your loved ones is to pass away. You're not guaranteed to have both of those. So it's either one or the other? Is that what you're saying? Yes, it's literally either one or the other. Um, On the term side, at least you have your life policy. God forbid something happens, you get that check. So let me me try to understand this clearer. Um, You're paying into what? Two different portions of the policy? Is that what it is? Um, It's not that you're... Your your premium is initially supposed to be you're paying you're paying a premium. Part of that is just supposed to be going into a well. Part of that goes into a cash value account. Mm-hmm. Is more so how that's supposed to work. Okay. I guess what I'm trying to understand is why do you receive why can't you receive both if they receive one or the other? That's the part I'm. I'm well, I'm that's missing. a great question. That's just not how the policy was ever designed to work okay okay all right uh sharif do you have a question for her uh yeah so my question is at what point should you begin a life insurance policy um are you referring to age or circumstances yeah at what age or is there a specific age that you should start um i don't think there's any particular age that you should start um when it comes to insurance The younger, the better, I would say, because the premium will then typically be lower. And as long as your insurance is in force at the age to which you have it, you wouldn't have to worry about um, paying a higher premium because you let it go and had to restart again. Okay. Um, Okay. What would be some of the reasons, for example, in the uh, African-American and minority communities, which I hate that word minority, but you guys understand what I'm saying. Um, (laughs) What would you say are some of the main reasons why a lot of us do not have insurance? Um, I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but there are some people that... Um, don't believe in insurance. Some people say that it's too expensive for them to get insurance because when they think of insurance, they think they're thinking about that cash value side. They're not thinking about um, the fact that they can get a term um, and get them and get them, you know, a decent amount of coverage. Mm-hmm. And it would be less money for them. But that's pretty much what I would say um, it is. And I'd like to add on that I think the the main reason is because no one really talks about this. No one really talks about um, insurance and getting yourself protected and things of that nature. 
whether in the home or in schools in a lot of cases. Um, so the lack of education as, as, uh, as far as finances go is, a, is one of the contributing factors, correct? Yes, I would definitely say that that's one of the um, contributors to there being no conversations as far as um, life insurance and mm -hmm. things are concerned. All right. Um, another question I would have is, uh, why is it important that we have life insurance? Because for some people, like you referred to before, some people think it's a scam. Um, some people think that it does not benefit them um, or they do not benefit from it the way that they felt they should. God forbid something happened to either them or a family member. Why is it important that we have life insurance? Well, we have to remember that when you purchase life insurance, it's not for you. It is for what happens after you. Okay. So it is for your family. It is to replace, it is to replace your income. God forbid something happens to you. It is not for you. It's for your family. So we always have to remember that when it comes to life insurance. And I think that's where people get caught up in. Um, because, um, the way the cash value is kind of, um, people are attracted to the way cash value is bundled together, mm -hmm. um, because the way it's, um, sold to them is that they can borrow the money to, to buy a house and for college savings and things of that nature. So, um, sometimes they're even reluctant to do a term because they can't do that, but, it's better that way. I must admit, I was one of these people who thought that life insurance was for the person who's buying the life insurance. Um, I must admit, you know, so you, you just t taught me something new. All right. Um, anyone has any other question for I her? I was going to say, I think it's important because I, I, I see a lot of this all the time in our, in our black brown community. Whenever someone dies, there's always a GoFundMe or there's always some type of fundraiser because we are not equipped to um, to handle expenses for funerals and things of that nature when someone suddenly passes away. And that to me would be the importance of a life policy as well. As, as Erica said, like it's not for us, it's for those after us. So if you have children, if, um, if you're someone like me who doesn't have children, but you leave behind people like friends or people that love you, that's for them to be able to take care of the expenses and not have to worry about doing a, a bake sale or, you know, some ratchet. Like, it shouldn't be like that, you know. <laughs> we got to we gotta come together and, you know. So, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. I sure. definitely agree because that's something you really never see in a, a white community of them having to have a fundraiser to provide the services after someone passes, mom, dad, grandma. So that definitely is something I've always seen as well that's never been seen in the Caucasian community. So my question is, what, uh, what financial knowledge do you feel like when it comes to that? Is it more so that white people learn it more or given the knowledge more so than our community? Um, I honestly think it's just brought up in the homes and things of that nature because um I I'll I'll talk about myself um really quickly. So, obviously no, I'm not Caucasian, but I grew up in a I grew up in a Caucasian area and I went to a predominantly Caucasian school. Even there, they do not really teach teach it. But um, I took it upon myself to take a class so that I could learn, try to learn some of this stuff. But even with me taking that money management class, all I did was learn how to um, write checks and, and balance my um, checkbook. Like, I didn't learn how to save my money. I didn't learn about um, insurance, maybe maybe about car insurance, mm -hmm. which is like, you know, what, what do I need to learn about car insurance for in eighth grade? Um I learned how to run a business, but I didn't learn the real things I needed to know. Mm -hmm. But but uh, let me just say this. Uh, you studied forensic psychology 
at Fairleigh Dickinson University. So when you reach out to me with this financial aspect, which you've tried to reach out to me several times, just trying to get me to uh, to pretty much take more responsibility as far as my financial future. Um, what What is it about finances that appeals to you so much that this seemed to be your core focus at this point in your life? Um, well, when I originally, when I was um, in school, I, my original major was business management. So I already okay. knew beforehand that I wanted to get into business, some type of business. The thing that deterred me was my lack of um, pretty much me not being great at math. Mm. But with this, I don't have to be great at math. I, all I'm doing is teaching mm -hmm. and I can teach this all day long. So, um, in me teaching, um, I learned about some things that went on that didn't exactly make me feel well. And in me teaching, I'm also trying to use these things for myself mm -hmm. and practice what I'm teaching right. to my clients. That makes sense. Now, um, let's just, this is something that a lot of people, including myself, didn't know. So I'm going to ask you to, um, to explain the difference between a cash value life insurance and a term life insurance, because there is a big difference. Um, can you explain those for us, please? So pretty much the difference between the cash value and the term, um, I would say one of the main differences is um, it's a bundled together product. Mm -hmm. It's a, um, I guess, a quote unquote, um, a hybrid product. It's like you have um, your savings and your life insurance all mangled together in there and because both are mangled together in there and they're telling you that you're, they're selling it to you as you're saving for the future, um, you're typically paying a higher premium. And as I was saying before, you're either going to get what's in the cash value or the face amount of the life insurance. You're not even guaranteed to get um, both of those. Um, on the term side, it's a lower premium. There's no um, savings component. So if you decide you want to save your money alongside you getting your insurance, the two will never meet. Okay. They will they will never cross paths, okay. which, is, which is great. And God forbid something happens. Um, for instance, um, you have $15,000 uh, in life insurance. Something happens. You're getting your family's going to get $15,000 mm -hmm. point blank period. This is for what? This is for cash value or is this for term? For term. For term. Okay. For term. Okay. And uh, with cash value, do they get anything? Only God knows what they will get with a cash value policy, okay. if I want to be honest. So a term life is better than a cash value is what you're trying to say. If you're trying to, if you're trying to, if you really want to know exactly how much you're your family will be receiving mm -hmm. when you pass? Yes. Okay. Got you. Got you. All right. Um, I think Sharif already asked if it was ever too late to purchase life insurance. Um, what else can you tell her, tell us? Um, and when I say us, I'm talking about our people who um, still do not see the great value in having a life insurance. What are some of the reasons why they should consider having an insurance or insurance policies? And um, what are the advantages of them doing so besides the obvious? Well, I'm going to, that's a great question. I'm going to approach it, that question like this. So, you know, um, you, most people have cars. They're not hesitant about getting that insurance for their car. Mm. People that have houses, they have homeowners insurance. 
they that they make sure that that's insured. You know, people buy houses, they spend uh, two hundred fifty thousand, three hundred fifty thousand, a million dollars on the house. Not to mention property taxes. Right, and they make sure it's insured. Mm -hmm. So why not make sure yourself is insured? You're Makes your sense. big. You're your biggest investment. So make sure make sure you're taken care of. Mm -hmm. You know. And life insurance should be looked at as for protection only. Um, what I mean by for protection only is, again, I'm going to use car insurance. When you get your car insurance, are you looking to take a loan out? Can you borrow from your car insurance? Nope. And if you never had an accident where you have to utilize portions of it, um, then all that money goes to the insurer, right? For car insurance? Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, you pay car insurance. You never had an accident. You never have any situation that requires you to to um, utilize that life insurance that you're paying into. Who end up getting that money? It just never gets paid out. You still you still keep paying your insurance. You right. just you know it's for protection. If God forbid you never have to make a claim, that's great. You know, it's great. It's great for you, but for the insurance company, it's even greater for them because they recoup all they, they keep, they get to keep all that monies that you've been paying them every month. And sometimes it's thousands of dollars. I mean, if you're driving for 30 years and for 30 years, you're paying life insurance and you never had an accident, they get that money, right? Isn't it fair to look at it like that? Well, that's that's one way to look at it, but you're protected <laughs> though. Cause, I mean, you're protected, right, yes. Something but... something could happen. You could you could have been like, oh, you know, um, I don't think I need I don't think I need my life insurance anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna call and cancel it because <laughs> this happened to people. Um, something happens. The moment they cancel, yeah. Dash, mm -hmm. you want to say something? I was just going to use an example for me. Um. I had ignorant points in my life. <laughs> we all have. Um, decided to cancel my car insurance once. I was like, oh, this is too much. It'll be all right. The day after I canceled my car insurance, I got into an accident. Oh, my um, god! So it's for protection because you never know when anything's going to happen. We're all going to die one day. <laughs> That's it. I don't want to talk about that, but it's true. It's dark. No. We're all going to <laughs> die. Pass no. So... <laughs> You have to protect yourself. <laughs> Although it may seem like you're putting money into something that's not coming back to you, yeah. it is. And I think that's one that's of the, the reasons of why most of us do not do life insurance because we just feel like you we're paying, 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 and we. Yeah, I mean, exactly. if you don't care about your life, if you don't care about your family, and you don't care about them struggling to pay for your funeral when you die, then that's a whole different conversation. Right. <laughs> but and, and you just nailed it on the head. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All of that. Both of y'all said, Alicia and Taj, I both said. It's not about you. It's about once you're gone. Yeah, the, the protection is no longer the... being put on everybody to provide for your funeral, to buy, pay bills, everything like that. So yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> like it's not about you to keep paying the insurance. You thinking that you're throwing money away, but you're actually securing your family. Right. So my question is kind of not about insurance, but my thing is, what um, type of knowledge do you think people need to know? finance-wise that they don't really learn or what little nuggets could you give? Ooh, I have a lot of little nuggets I can give. Um, so I think one of them, which we were discussing, is pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. You are the most important thing. Don't worry about um, trying, to, trying to take care of auntie, uncle, sister, brother, whomever. Make sure your household is straight. <laughs> Okay, we had a conversation during our, our uh, prep meeting last night. You mentioned that banks are not for investments. Explain exactly what you mean. So, no, banks are not a ideal place to save your money. Um, and the reason why it's not a great place to save your money is because what they do is they take your money 
Well, excuse me. They don't take your money. No bank takes your money. We give it to you them. You lend them your money. <laughs> okay. You, you are happy. You are willing. You're like, here, have my money. Mm-hmm. Um, then they then take it upon themselves since you allowed them to, to you, you lent them this money to walk out the back door Pretty and much. invest it into the global economy. Mm-hmm. And the global economy has been averaging 12% on a four to five year period since 1924. And all that is based on, you know, historical averages. And do you think it's fair that once that money comes back through and hits you, that you only then get, on average, 0.04% of it? Hell no, it's not fair. It's my money and I need it now. I know, right? (laughs) That commercial. (laughs) No, it's not fair. And this is a reason why, um, you know, I I don't know. I think the whole banking system was just set up to scam people, if you may. Um, And unfortunately, uh, I mean, over the years, we've heard so much about Wells Fargo and their practices with relations to 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 black people jp morgan chase as well and still people keep bringing their monies to them you know willingly it's not like anyone have a knife to their neck and say hey you must bank with us because we're wells fargo and uh (laughs) under the mattress is the best place to say i mean (laughs) but the thing is is there a, a, a why is it why is it some of us seem, and for lack of a better term, this is the one that pops in my head, so I'm going to use it as it is. Why okay. is it sometimes we seem so gullible, even when the information, the, the, the correct information is right there? We either seem gullible or we seem um, set in our ways, whatever you want to call it, yet we still continue to do business with these people who are obviously working against us and our best interest. What uh, do you think there need to be a, um, a, 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 a mind shift or a exactly. shift in the way that information is relayed to us as black folks? Because some of us just don't get it. Um, I'm going to say that perhaps I don't think the information needs to be shifted because the information that we teach our clients has been around for for years and years and years. But is it the correct information in in certain cases? I'm just trying to get a you know. Um, the information we teach our clients absolutely. Um, what they what they give to you at the bank when you when you go when you um sign in and sit down and wait for somebody over there by the window. I'm not sh- well, not by the window, but um over in that little area. Calder, yeah, that little area where they have the little just you and the manager, right? I'm I'm, I'm not sure about all that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at least what I can say what we teach people is is absolutely right. Um, and when you say we, we um, when we people. when you mention we. Um, what is the organization that you're connected to? I do not think I am able to mention. Okay, got you, got you. But um, we definitely do. We definitely do right by our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. We would never. Well, for instance, I'll I'll put it to you like this. Um, a lot of people have heard of Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. When Dave Ramsey was was in our organization, he learned a lot of these concepts from us and is using it and um as you guys know, created his own um thing, the whole Financial Peace University and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's making a lot of money off teaching the concepts that we teach people for free. All right, but before you go any further, we're going to take a quick short break and then we'll be back. We got to mention AmSocial.net, a social networking platform that serves as a culturally inclusive alternative for creatives to share their artistry, display of activism, and acts of corporate social responsibility. With AmSocial.net, you can have a good time doing good. So be sure to visit www.ampsocial, that's A-M-P-social 
www.soulfoodandlemonade.net. You can also follow Soul Food and Lemonade on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash soulfoodandlemonade and, and, and on mSocial at mSocial.net forward slash soulfoodandlemonade. We are also on Instagram. Instagram. Did I say Instagram? Oh boy. Instagram. You can find us there as well. Uh, Taj, will you give out your social media information, please? I'm Taj on TV on all social media platforms. T to the H to the H to J on TV. I prefer Instagram, but you can get at me on Facebook. All right. And Mr. Sharif. Oh my God, you said my name right. <laughs> so, <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram, it is Sharif Legat. That's S H A R I S L E G E T T E on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome, awesome. Guys, you see how they treat me? They treat me really bad sometimes. But my day will come, I promise. Back to you, Alicia. <laughs> All right, are there any other information you um, you would like to share with our listeners who may be listening right now? And um, information that they need to know, uh, specifically as you see it. Anything? Uh, well, I would say one of the main things, um, other than getting life insurance, is finding ways to save your money. Mm-hmm. So saving is definitely something that people need to do. Um, save like it's it's easy to just tell people to save their money, but there's a lot that actually goes into you know having to save your money. Um, as we were talking before, we need to um, evaluate where we're spending the most money. So kind of help them figure out um, a budget per se so that they can start perhaps um, living below their means so that they can begin to save more money. You know, one of the things that never ceased to amaze me, living here in Newark, um, have you guys ever drove by the Nike store? It's always crowded. People literally stand in line for hours waiting to go into Nike to buy, uh, to shop for Nike sneakers. And these are the same people who, some of them at least, who are struggling to feed their family, their kids, themselves. Um, uh, Jordan is another one. Jordans are all over. Nikes are all over. You rarely see an Adidas or some of the, I guess, less lesser name brands product. And um, you see them on people who are torn up from the floor up. You see them on people who can't afford it. You see that all different kinds of people. But I'm, 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 I'm going to go out on a limb and say a lot of these people aren't saving. Um, and we were having a conversation earlier that rich people, some of them, they go to the thrift stores and they get their clothes from the thrift store, cliff, uh, uh, thrift stores. You pass them on the street, and you'll never know that they're rich because they live below their riches, if you may. And we are the ones we who are struggling seriously at times. We want to buy the expensive cars, and I mean, I've seen it here in Newark. I mean. You drive in some neighborhoods and you would not even walk through that neighborhood with your dog. But you see some expensive late model um, Mercedes Benz park in a garage and the house look as shabby as. I mean, what's wrong with us? We like nice things. No. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I think it's the importance of saving comes from changing your mindset. A lot of these people are spending their money on frivolous things like Jordans and stuff because it makes them feel good. It makes yeah. them feel, um, it comes from our trauma and from all of the th things that come along with being African-American. So I get that. I get why they will stand in line. I'm not going to judge them. That's not something that I do. But we just have to first change our mindset. We can all, anyone who works every day is fully capable of saving something. You can Absolutely. start somewhere. You can start with a dollar. Um in order for me to get into the practice of saving, what I used to do is I used to take like $20, like $20 a week and just save it. Because if you think about all the money that you spend on cigarettes or 
all of this stuff that you know you don't really need you can put money to the side and then stash it away somewhere into a savings account that you can't access immediately and put that in the back of your mind you just have yeah. to start by changing your mindset but saving in the african-american community as possible well i'm gonna say i'm not perfect either because i i work and i don't make a lot of money i'm the first one to admit it but the thing is i am addicted to um my addiction is about wanting to succeed and so when i get into this mindset that i'm going to do something or a number of things to get me to that place that i'm hoping to be one day i will just splurge on it you know if i want two microphones and then there's a need for a third or a fourth i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna get it because it's all about investing in myself so i do not save i don't have a savings account it it, I mean, shame that I'm sitting here revealing that because I'm addicted to investing in myself. So, yes, I make a little bit of money, but I don't see where it goes. But then, I go, then again, it's going into stuff that I enjoy doing, stuff that I can see will open up a brighter future for me eventually, whether it's 5, 3, 10, 15, 20 years I don't know if that makes sense, but that's 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 me. What do I need to do differently? Like he said, change your mindset. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, change your mindset. It's like, oh, he 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 hit it right on the head. Great. Yeah, but yeah. also, I think budgeting can can help because I'm even gonna have to do this because I'm like, okay, where's all the money going? Mm -hmm. How could that? How could that money better be utilized? What are we take getting rid of or cutting back on? You know, that's the thing. I don't believe in cutting back in in um, stuff that I think in the long run is going to prove going to prove um, beneficial to my well being, whether it's now or in the future. You know, um, do I recognize I need to make changes? Yes, I do. But at the same time, if I see something that I feel like I need, I go out and but I get it. That's the problem you're seeing it. Let me share with y'all something that I do. So this is how I save money. So I don't know if a lot of jobs do this, but when I get my direct deposit, my job gives me the option to add two accounts. So I have my, my checking for my direct deposit that I get that I see. But there's also an account that I send... Um, maybe like $200 or something from my check and it goes directly into that account. I cannot see it. I cannot access it because for me, if I see it and it's visible and my available balance, I am going to use it. Like mm -hmm. I can't even go onto my banking app and see it at all. If I really wanted it, I have to go into a bank or something. So that's what I mean about you changing your mindset. You have to physically be real with yourself. If you mm -hmm. can't control yourself, like, do something to make it so it's not visible. And I can't control myself. When it comes, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to admit it. I can't control myself when it comes to spending. Um, and my spending is not on material things like fashion and nice shoes and nice cars. My spending is investing in my business ideas, mm -hmm. you know. Well, that's a good thing, um, because it'll pay off in the long run, at least because you're not going to get any money back from some Jordans. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is true. And that is my, that is my kind of addiction. Of spending, though. Right. What's that, Alicia? I'm sorry. I you missed still that. have to be mindful of our spending, though, even if it's for business purposes. I agree me, with I you. I agree understand. 100%. And this but is where I need you. got to make sure that return is coming in. Right. Right. I, I, I totally that, agree. I think that's what the big issue or big thing is, is that a lot of people think in short term mm -hmm. and here and now and not thinking, oh, my life 10 years from now, my life 20 years from now, is this money going to be still working for right. me? Is it going to come back? Or am I even going to see it again? Thinking, oh, all that money I spent on sneakers or even, mm -hmm. like you said, investing into my business. I, but, but all this time later, is it going, am I seeing the benefits the of yeah. Am I seeing the, the returns yeah. at all from doing all that spending? And you don't see it. 
You and this time it's a lot like life insurance. Like we just gotta complete <laughs> Like what's wrong with us? Can we? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, so, you guys are spending all your money on Jordans and and at Chick Fil A. You guys could have. I it. know, right? All I have like I don't. That's that's weird to me. Why do you just close on Sundays? Oh, they, they because they're Christian. They're, no, they're they're Christian. They're Christian. They have Christian they, values. They're what? Christian. They're practicing the blue law. Yeah, they're homophobic. Chick Fil A is homophobic and racist. Well, well you know what? Oh, anyway, well, they're going to sponsor. Chick Fil A is for blue lives, which makes no sense. There is no blue lives. Oh well, you know what? Oh, so, um, Alicia, if you have to give us some tips as to things to do to curb our spending or just to save some money what would be some of those tips that you would give to us um yeah cover your basic needs like when i'm talking about your basic needs like it's almost like food border and shelter you don't need to go clothing shopping right now you you don't need to, you know, maybe, um, I don't know, because for some people, I know people that don't watch TV. So perhaps maybe they don't need to have cable or, or um, use utilize any of the streaming services. Well, to be it's honest, that- if I could get rid of cable tomorrow, I would, but it's depending on what I do. You know, there's a lot of cutbacks that I've made over the years personally, and still I'm not able... <laughs> Still, I'm not able to save a dive, you know. Um, uh, I'm not necessarily a reckless person with my money, like I stated before. But um, sometimes a lot of people don't, uh, well, I can argue that some of us don't make enough money to even think about savings. Because if you live in New Jersey and you commute every day, um, especially if you commute to New York to work, that's a lot of money. I have a friend who's a teacher in Brooklyn, and he used to spend $700 a month just on transportation. No, he drives. Tolls alone is a lot of money. 30 days, you know, among ga- uh, gas and all of that, it's a lot of money. Right. But he's told me that since the since the uh, the one year of uh, the pandemic, he saved all that money. So what he did with that money that he saved during this 12-month period, mm-hmm. now it's more than 12 months, he invests that money. He invested. And that's a good, I like that's your friend. That's a good idea. Yeah. And so um, we all can say find a window or some type of loophole or like some kind some type of addiction. Like a lot of people smoke cigarettes. Like if you can think if you can have money to get your cigarettes because you, you can them save so bad, yeah. you can save money. Like exactly. come on. I agree. Exactly. I agree. I agree. So uh, uh, my question is what would be your uh, what would be your ways of making your money work for you and like investments or what should you you use to invest in like what are some of the best um ways to make your money work for you alicia so um i'm gonna tread lightly on this question um because parts of that question require me to um because i don't know if it's you're asking me um are are we are you trying to ask like stock market wise or just in general wise oh no just in general not stock market wise Okay. Okay. So that works. <laughs> so, um, you know, just for instance, um, one thing we do with clients that have an issue, um, with their spending is, um, once that once we've created a budget for them, put that money in an envelope. That's all you can spend all week. That's it. I know it sounds um, old school, but it does work because then if you're only spending the cash that's on you, you're not necessarily worried about what you have in the bank because you're only worried. Your your whole mindset now is this is how much money I have now. That's it. This is all I can spend. But, you know, one of the things that I um I had started doing that seemed to have worked for me for at least a moment of time is um, 
I, my job involves commuting. I'm sitting on a bus like 10 hours a day and I don't always have lunch um, because I choose not to eat a lot of times. Um, and when I do eat, it's probably a salad or some chicken nuggets, something light, you know. Then I come home and I try to have one big meal. But I realize that whenever I take my wallet with me, I t the, 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 the urge is there to spend. When I leave the wallet home, I don't think about it. But then when the wallet is home, I'm thinking, what if someone breaks into my apartment? You see what I'm saying? But I realize that leaving the wallet home helps me um, not spend, you know, money. Um, I guess for each person, it's what, what works for them or what, whatever habit or whatever they decide to do that will help them to um, curve their spending habits, wouldn't you say? It's definitely a mindset thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, if you can't get your, if you can't change your mindset to change your habits, they're never going to change. Mm -hmm. So if you keep allowing yourself mentally to kind of um, go out in the world and see everything and want to buy everything, that's all you're going to do. It's like an addiction. It, I think it's the same way an addiction works, right? You know, it's that impulse where you always want to do this, do that. You always want to do the wrong things as opposed to the right things. Would you say it's like that? Yes, it is. It is like that. Because don't get me wrong, there are things that I enjoy myself, but it's like no. You really shouldn't be be doing that, you know. <laughs> Wait till that particular thing goes on sale, right? Or maybe even on clearance, and then maybe perhaps. But then a magnet it. just sucks you right into it, right into the store to get oh, it. No, 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 no. I've learned how to window shop. <laughs> I have learned how to window shop. For one, when you window shop, don't Resist don't even bring temptation. your wallet. Don't bring your wallet. Um. I mean, I don't really bring my wallet unless I know I have to physically pay with my card because mm -hmm. I actually have my cards in Apple Pay. But sometimes, um, even in 2021, there are businesses that don't use Apple Pay. Right. That is the best thing in the world because guess what? If they don't use it or if the, or if I you walk through the store and the machine's it. down, I just walk out. Right. You know, and it, it never bring me back. It will always bring me back to the day I went to Jersey Gardens Mall and this guy with three shopping bags full of stuff. See me walking, minding my own business was like, yo, yo, yo. I was trying to ignore it because it's like sometimes you automatically know what's coming. Um, first of all, I don't like nobody beg me for money on the street. You don't know me like that. You don't know my financial situations. Don't ask me for nothing. So this guy with his big shopping bags coming from the mall, the closer I get, he was like, yo, do you have a dollar? I'm trying to catch the bus. I'm like, I'm there looking at him like, you have three shopping bags in your hand. And you're asking me for a dollar to go catch the bus. You know, this is the kind of decisions that some of us make that drives me crazy. And we do stuff sometimes that just do not make sense. It sounds like he needs my help. <laughs> no, I need your help. That's for sure. Because <laughs> I need to sort out so my financial person, situation. If they're asking you for money and they just went shopping. I know. I know. You know. Um, any any of you have any other questions for I Alicia? I think we should talk about the importance of wills because that's something that is also kind of, I won't say sweeps under the rug, but is not really discussed a lot in our community. Um, so yeah, if we could just touch on the importance of wills and that, that will kind of tie into the importance of life policies mm -hmm. as well. Absolutely, I'll be happy to. So wills, wills um, help with you know kind of laying out everything you know okay i want um dispersing assets and you know things of that nature so 
I don't know how many people watched um, DMX's funeral. Well, one of the funerals, because it sounds like he had about three. Um, wow. So I was watching the Saturday one. And the Saturday one, the one that Kanye did, which was so beautiful, might I add. Um, they, <laughs> one of the members of the Rough Riders mentioned that he did not have a will. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. So now you got people that um, are quote unquote family or um, quote unquote care about you. You know, you know how it goes when people uh, pass away. Trying to take all your stuff. Mm. If you if he had a will, that would fighting have been the, the family and everything and he has else. Fifteen children. That's gonna yeah, be let's crazy. Let's not forget that part. <laughs> Right, yeah, let's not forget the part that he has 15 children, and it's mm-hmm. like, um, I don't believe he was married, so, um, no, in retrospect, a yeah. she don't count. Well, even she not getting nothing. <laughs> she don't <laughs> count. She has no say-so in the whole thing. She never made it down the aisle, so no. sorry, fiance. <laughs> now, now, sad, though. She has if he had a will, he could have wrote her into the will. Mm-hmm. True, that is true. But, Besides that, um, that's when the law takes precedent, you know. So, but why do you think that's so common? Because Prince also did not have a will. Because I remember when he died, there was this big debacle about who was getting the money. money. I think it eventually went to his sister. Mm -hmm. But why do you think um, we don't discuss wills in our community, especially for people like Prince and DMX who have millions of dollars, let alone us? Were probably dying. Well, I don't think DMX had millions of dollars oh, when sure he, he passed. Oh, he had some money. No, I mean, when he passed, I don't think he had oh, millions. Yeah, yeah more than I did. He did? As long as he's been in the music industry, he, you got the long term of all the albums sold. Yes. Yeah, but that, that, that depreciates over a while, though, you know, whatever you get initially. It keeps dwindled year by year by year a year. So you even well, though I'm saying, all the years, But he should still have some money, yeah. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Well I'm wondering why that is. Like people who are figures like DMX, Prince. The same thing happened with Aretha Franklin as well. Aretha yeah. Franklin. Like it's just this common trend that we are leaving kids our loved them. ones with yeah. not only without life insurance, now we gotta do a GoFundMe. But now we have yeah. to figure out who's getting the house, who's getting, you know, uh, you know, so I don't know. We just really need we to, have to do stress better. the importance yeah. of this. because, And it all know. goes back to not having that um, education back when we were young. Your parents didn't have it. Your parents' parents never had it. I feel like with and the black so, community, it's uh, yeah. we don't like talking about death. So right. We're not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk about a will or life. Insurance. I think it's a generational thing. Yeah. It's a generational oh, pass from generation definitely. to generation. You know, because yeah. no one taught me about finances in school. Um, when I was in primary school, they had um, like we had little uh, um, savings account books and stuff. So in a sense, but it wasn't taught. The most they'll tell you is to open up a bank account. Something like that, you know. But it wasn't something like okay. Every Tuesday you go to school, there's a class on financial management, whatever, you know. And um, I think that that has a lot to do with, um, I think it has to do with slavery too, you know, because we weren't taught to have our own. Yeah. And it's passed on to generations. The insurance industry is linked back to those times. It's up to us to break that cycle though. It's up to us oh, wait, 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 to break the cycle. The life insurance company linked to um, slavery. It's linked back to the slavery times. Yeah. That's yeah. that's how the life insurance. That's how life insurance came to read be. up on Wells Fargo and uh, we treat blacks over the years. Know, oh yeah, oh yeah. So had it out on us slavery? in case we saw happen to us or we ran away or or whatever the case. They needed to get their quote unquote investment back because at that because at that point in time even a lot of the practices in, in banks today are designed not to help black folks redlining whatever kind of lining you want to call it it still exists today um today there's a hybrid version of the same old system um the same with the prisons same with the prisons now you have for-profit prisons and you have regular prisons you see what i'm saying so it's a systemic stuff um, and when you hear people say, oh, racism does not exist in America. Uh, no, it does. It really does. Okay, Kamala. 
Yeah. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? And yeah. so some of these people are just saying things because it seems like it's the right thing to say, but they know deep in their hearts that what they're saying isn't right. They know it. Right. You know, Absolutely. but we have to start to educate ourselves, our children, um, not just our own or immediate children, but take on someone else's child and educate them too, because it takes a village and we grow up hearing this statement, but we're not doing right in the village. We're not bringing people yeah, together. What's that? I know, right? Get out the huts and move up to the mansions, right? But we need to do a better job when it comes to financial education in general. I know I need it. I'm the first one to admit that I need some serious financial education. Mm -hmm. And um, so, what are some resources that we can um, use or utilize to help us be better at our finances and? Give us more information about the importance of things like life policies, wills. Are there any resources out there that you can think of that we can give our listeners so they can um, be independent about their decision making moving forward? Well, I would say um, there's a couple of good people that they can um, plug into because they talk about this type of thing all the time. Um, like for instance, Dave Ramsey's a good one, cause like I like I said, all his teachings mimic um what we're able to teach our clients. Mm -hmm. Um, Susie Orman is another good one. She's a female, but um still teaching the same thing. Um, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um they'll definitely on um, because I've been on both their websites. What's that guy, David Kiyosaki? I think his name is. Oh, uh, yes. yeah. There's a lot of guys um, out there. That the really... the one that wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a that's definitely a a good book for um people to read. Um, and I guess part of it is just not go to, go go to the bank and do what you're intended to do at the bank. Cash or checks. Nothing more. If we're if we're even doing that anymore. Yeah. And, and and paying your bills through your bank. If we're if you set up your bill paying, you're even doing that anymore. It's only for the um, deposit. That's the only thing. But besides right. that, don't do nothing else with the bank. There's no need to. Because yeah. um, I know there are some banks where it's like you can. They have it set up to where you. And can also in today's day and age, there. also you can get a lot of information from YouTube. Um, but you, oh, of yeah. course, yeah. like yeah. anything yeah. else, if you type in the search bar, just I get so much information. That's how I learned about credit cards mm -hmm. because I learned oh, early on that, that yeah, um, credit cards are a scam. I didn't know it, um, but there's a lot of great content out there on YouTube. If you just tip, click on one video, it'll give it'll give you a whole lot of other video. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So right now, you know, uh, when you really think about it, there is no excuse. There's really none. Um, some of us are too lazy. Um, for me, I don't know if it's lazy. I just like what I like and that's what I tend to stick stuck to. In your ways. I'm stuck in my ways, Scorpio. Um, You're loyal. I also realize about. that I'm, I'm going to have to, um, cut those strings to those ways. You know, um, I'm a guy of a certain age. Um, I have to change my ways beginning like last year, you know? And, so I just um, thought of uh, a question. As far as credit, how does that work? Like you having good credit, bad credit. How how does that work with credit? Um, I guess. What do you mean as far as like how it affects people? How yeah, it like can... how how do you repair your credit? How do you know what your credit is like? How do you know that you have bad credit? Oh, you have to request. Well, you uh, the, uh, well for one, you'll you'll know you how you have bad credit when, when you, you don't get, get approved for anything. Denied. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, denied over and over and over again, right? <laughs> right. Um, now, one how we um, teach our clients to you know, not necessarily that we're teaching our clients to improve their credit, but um, debt elimination. That's mm -hmm. a definite, surefire way. To That's the thing. Your debt elimination. That's the key thing. You know. Eliminating those debts. Pay your bills on time. You know, because you're freeing up that money that you're paying to Macy's or or um, Sears and um, I don't know, Target, wherever. 
Come on, Sarjay. <laughs> I know, I love Sarjay too, Sarge. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, or you don't necessarily, your money doesn't necessarily need to be going there in that fashion. <laughs> you, know. so you can, you can take was... cash at Sarjay, it's okay. So as I was uh, think, just thinking now, it's very interesting with the black community. A lot of times we don't know that we have bad credit kids because I've seen it happen where a mother or an uncle doesn't put your name on a bill, mm-hmm. even as a child. Yep. You got a cable bill, you five years old. And, you, <laughs> and then years later, you find out your credit is shot because you don't have yeah. bills in your name since you was born. Since 1965. And you're like, right. what the world? Didn't That's even know. The trauma and the generational curse that we endure. And these are people who say that they love you and they're, mother, put, they're digging, a hole, they're digging your hole and you don't even realize it. Late payment. It's like, where did I come from? What? <laughs> high school. Wait, I was in fifth grade. How did that even happen? How about as long as you got a social, you got a bill. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've been on money forever. You like... I don't even know what this place is at. I know. But you know what? You can clear all that up by, because um, there are different websites out there. Like, I think there's, um, what are some of the credit websites? Like, Equifax Experian, Experian um, uh, TransUnion, um, and Equifax. A of it's a process, though. It's a process. And then, to be quite honest, that's identity fraud. But in the news recently, um, the Biden administration is thinking about phasing out those three credit bureaus. You know, and and pretty much implementing uh, their own. Funny. I guess I don't know the reason for it, but I have my own like theory, which I'm not gonna go into, get into. Wait, can we go back to how that is? I you said um the those websites are identity fraud. How how is that? Well, no, not the websites. You no, have like, the bills and things in your names. Yeah, you can absolutely get that there. cleared up. Me too. I look up mine <laughs> at least once a month. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that part is that, the but... fraud, you know. So if you want to get that cleared up, there's definitely ways to get that cleared up. <laughs> now, are we going to have like family members in trouble if we clear this up? Do you really care about them getting in trouble after what they did to you? But there is ways for you to clear it up because sometimes you'll be surprised because I remember one time um, there was like something on my... That's why it's important for you to look and see what's on it because a lot of times you don't even know what's on it. And I saw something from like a a doctor's office that I went to and they had something that was supposed to be covered from my insurance on my credit. And I had to call them. It took me like a a couple of weeks to reach the right person. You just have to have the time and patience to endure all that. But yeah. I actually found the correct apartment and we cleared it up. They were like, because oh, a lot of times all that stuff that's on your credit is an error anyway, most of the time. Right. And a lot of it is very old, too. Exactly. Yeah. So that's could, why it's important stuff. to look at it. Yeah, going to the hospital, you know how much that costs? A short little emergency room visit is thousands of dollars. Not to mention like, over 100000 in student loan. Uh, oh, the, the thing with the student no, loan, though. That falls on super debt elimination. We're not about to get into the scam of college. I'm still not using my I'm like, what's up, Salimi? Yo, Salimi, what's up? College is a scam. I'm sorry. There's a podcast. No, college is not a scam because, no, it's not necessarily a scam. Did you just say six figures? Debt? 100,000. Over 100,000 because interest keeps adding. You know, um, Canada, I already know they're free. not getting that from me because a lot of places college. I don't even have fifty dollars yes, in, in Canada, my account. There, I say a hundred thousand. In no. Canada, they're college free. You don't have to pay. For college. A, a lot of but countries here, have free colleges. Yeah, you know, a lot of places have free America colleges. <laughs> How we'll great! Break it, we'll break your bank. Yeah, college yep, expenses. Yeah, the it's credit crazy. system is even different overseas as well. I know. Yeah, healthcare oh. too. A lot of healthcare overseas is free, free. as well. Yeah. Universal healthcare. Canada we got to do better, well. America. Hello. We have to do better. Um, so. You know, the the thing with America is that it's uh it's money based. Everything is money, 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 and I think it's the same love of money that's gonna destroy this nation. Oh, we already see that. I mean, we, right. yeah, Sorry, it's gonna bring us down. You know. Um, well, that's why we got to get ready for the destruction. Yeah, by, you we know, have to. protecting well, your income. Well, I've I've personally been stuff. investing in silver. I've I've been investing in silver because <laughs> um, I can't afford to invest in gold. Gold is too expensive. But I've been in, investing in silver coins. 
you know. But um, Alicia, I want to say thank you so much to come uh, for coming on the show today, and um, we're gonna we're gonna have to do this as, at least once a month. My people need help financially, <laughs> and so we need to um, do this more regularly. And uh, we really value the information that you've brought to us today, and I hope that the listeners value it as well. Any one of you guys want to you guys want to contribute to that? Yeah, we definitely appreciate you coming on because we this is a very important message that needs to be relayed to not just African Americans but everybody. Yeah. We all need to protect right. our pockets. We're all walking around with the ability, the same ability to strive for more and to do better and mm -hmm. a lot of people are, are lacking that because of the lack of resources yes so this, this conversation is definitely needed mm -hmm. yeah i definitely piggybacking off of what he said we greatly appreciate you coming on and giving this knowledge that is more than needed for everyone especially the way the pandemic hit everybody and it hit everybody yeah. hard no matter if you were rich or poor or just working your job and just living your life. The it's way an the equal hit. opportunist. <laughs> oh, the way yeah, the pandemic hit you and hurt your pockets. Yeah. Yep. If you had this knowledge that you're giving us, you would be able to survive way better than the way this pandemic yeah. hit. But overall, we just need this knowledge very much. So. Right. But I also think that the pandemic was a wake up call for a lot of us yes. you know, to, to really get our acts together. Nice reset. Because now that we see what can happen, God forbid there's something worse that may be coming after this pandemic. And if we're not in a position of survival, of uh, protecting what we already have. And it definitely showed us that you cannot rely on this government. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Well, you have to save yeah. your, yep. save your I points. Agree. Right. I agree 100%. <laughs> Once again, Alicia, I want to say thank you so much. We value your opinion. I value you as a friend as well. And we will definitely have you back on the show to share with us some more. So Thank mind you. if I tell the people where they can find me? Certainly. Go right ahead. So um, you can find me on all social media platforms. Um, I have a website called thefinancediva.us. Mm, like that. Um, another on Instagram, I'm Alicia. Uh, so E-L-L-I-C-I-A, Finance Diva on instagram and on twitter i'm alicia finance nice 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 awesome so once again we're gonna have you back on the show over and over and over <laughs> you're gonna get tired you're of gonna us, get by sick the of way. me <laughs> you're gonna get tired of us girl tell you right now sides, side dishes to that soul okay. food and lemonade yep. make it one big meal exactly exactly thank you again um for all our listeners out there please subscribe to uh, soul food and lemonade anchor.fm forward slash soul food and lemonade you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash soul food and lemonade we are on twitter we are on instagram you can find us everywhere i'm social i'm social.net forward slash soul food and lemonade speaking of i'm social.net it's a social networking platform that serves as a culturally inclusive alternative for creatives to share their artistry, displays of activism, and acts of corporate social responsibility. With AmSocial.net, you can have a good time while doing good. AmSocial.net. Thank you, guys. Have a great one. Peace. Love you all. <laughs>